0: Let's talk about Ipsos polling, which, you know, the numbers are, are changing, getting the uh, PC party sl- you know, slightly out in front of the NDP. Still, every possibility Andrea Horvath uh, could be premier in 12 days, but the numbers are really very fluid. And 11, 12 days in a campaign is an eternity. So anything can happen. And we know the polling says most of us don't like the leaders. But out of all three, Andrea Horvath was given the popularity contest. So people like her. But she's got some very questionable candidates. And in politics, you're not voting for one person. You're voting for a team. And of the candidates who are running with... Or for the NDP. I mean, how many have experience? I mean, there's some real doozies. There's some real, real interesting folks running for that party. I'm not even talking about the anti poppy woman. I'm not talking about the Hitler adoration candidate. I'm not talking about all the anti Israel candidates. The guy in Ottawa Center wants to charge, I think, 150 pounds a ton for carbon pricing. He wants to add 35 cents onto your gas. Really? What a great idea. That won't hurt anybody. Gee, try to get your groceries at the store after getting that kind of price hike. But but there are a lot of them. So I ask, are any of those running for the NDP what business experience do they have? Because it's needed if you want to help make laws that would be, you know, to the benefit of the business, private business in this in this province. Who has financial experience? Who could be the finance minister? Who could work in health? So I think the Doug Ford team I think they did a smart thing today because I think they're looking at it and saying hey if you don't like Doug Ford you don't like this thing let's show you who our bench strength is so they marched out candidates like Christine Elliott Caroline Mulroney Vic Fedeli Rod Phillips don't know him long time on Bay Street making a lot of money so he could bring a wealth of experience into finance so I think the one big thing a guy named Peter Bethlehem Bethlenfalvy another good guy in finance so I think when you look at the PC party there's some certainty that you get at least accomplished and and some good candidates running who could hit the ground running. But three times today on the campaign Andrea Horvath was pressed to name one, just one, one person who could run, let's say to be finance minister, or who could run education, healthcare. And I don't know if she's refusing to do it or maybe she just can't say, but here is the exchange. The criticism that's being launched against you is that you don't have the strength uh in your ranks for people who can easily sit in cabinet who would your finance minister be? Who would your health
1: minister be? Who would, you know, run well, these important ministries sure, and do they have sure. the experience? Absolutely, you know, and, and and not at all. I mean, Mr. Ford has a plan that's not going to work for families. That's the problem. Uh, Mr. Ford can talk a good game and he likes to do that, but for all his talk, families are just going to be worse off for all his talk. But, but with respect, you didn't answer the question on on do you have qualified candidates? Of course, candidates to you know, of course, course we do. Positions. In fact, we have candidate we have 56 percent of our candidates are women we're very proud of our slate of candidates we have candidates from every walk of life uh, from every ethno-cultural and religious background we have youth candidates that's what makes good decisions when you're uh, when your decision makers actually reflect your community Cynthia's question can you for us some of your cabinet caliber candidates you know, I am I am not going to insult the people of Ontario by pretending uh, that I, that they've already made their decision. I'm mm-hmm. going to be respectful uh, and wait for uh, the people of Ontario to, to decide who is going to form government. Uh, I can tell you uh, with confidence that I have a slate of candidates...
0: Blah, are- blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to insult the people of Ontario because I think you're too stupid to realize that I'm just saying talking points. That won't answer your question, but I'm just not going to answer your question. Therefore... Let's move on. Literally, if you can't name three or four people who are in your party right now who could run, run the show, then you don't have anybody. Kathleen Wynn could do it. She could probably list off 10. And so could Doug Ford. Period. It's a pretty straightforward question. I want to bring Christina Blizzard into the conversation. She covered Queen's Park for decades, and she knows uh, the who's who and who could make up the bench strength. She joins me now. So, Christina, this is a problem for Horvath because she keeps getting asked about her bench strength, and she either can't or she will not answer. How much of a problem is this for her as far as, you know, if she wins, these people would be cabinet, and she can't seem to name anybody?
2: Well, this was the problem with the NDP. I mean, I hate to keep uh, raking up uh, Bob Ray, but this was a problem, you know, back in 1990 when the NDP unexpectedly won. They came out of nowhere, and they were really hard-pressed to put together... Uh, you know, a cabinet, a solid cabinet of people who could serve. I mean, at one point, uh, they had a person for the attorney general who was not a lawyer, as I recall, which was quite, uh, quite surprising. You don't usually do that. So, well, and and, and yeah. let me point
0: out, it was under the NDP government that we got the deal with the devil with Carla Hamolka
2: exactly i know who could forget that but um b- but she is hard pressed again i mean she has some some people that you know like catherine 5 from uh, kitchen of waterloo um perhaps and uh, she also owes all the people who have been you know mpps for a long time she's gonna owe them big time so you know who's she gonna put in some of these key roles um without you know if she does have any anyone with a any strong business background without ticking those people off so it's it's gonna be a real problem for her you need you need experience and you need uh, you know you need people who know what they're doing
0: Well, here's the thing. I mean, you were there long enough to get to know this team. They haven't really changed faces over the years. And I, other than Peter Tabbins, maybe, I can't think of anybody else that I know in that cabinet who kind of sticks out, but I can't even think of anybody who would fill, let's say, the role of finance minister, the most important job.
2: Yeah, well, I would think it would have to go to Catherine Fife. Um, I, I can't think of anyone. Maybe I mean, I don't know, friend Jelena. I would think she would probably be the Health Minister. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. You've got, uh, you know, y- you don't, as you say, you don't have a lot of bench bench strength. You, the kind of talents it, it takes to be an NDP MPP, do not necessarily the talents that it takes to be a Finance Minister. You know, you need to have. You need to be a multitasker. You need to be someone who understands the market. You know, these are not things that the, uh, the NDP is renowned for.
0: Yeah. And on the flip side, you know, uh, and you clearly see what the strategy of the PC is. It's, okay, you don't like, uh, you know, Doug Ford. Here are a bunch of our people. And, and literally, I've met all the candidates. I worked with a number of them when I was in that campaign uh, doing work. I, I know that there are a lot of people. That have a lot of business strength, a lot of political experience. I mean, there's a picture of uh, 12 people that Doug Ford marched out today, and I counted four who could easily be finance minister, and that would be Rod Phillips, Caroline Mulroney, uh, Vic Fedeli, and or um, I think the other one was uh, Rod Phillips, Peter Bethlenfalvy. I mean, I, there's a yeah. bunch of people yeah. that could be, and you've got Christine Elliott, you've got all this bench strength.
2: Oh, absolutely. He has, I I mean, yeah, Ford has an embarrassment of riches. I mean, and let's face it, I mean, some of these do come from the Patrick Brown era. Um, it. He has so many good, uh, strong people with a lot of business experience. I'm actually, I was surprised that Ford did not do this earlier. I thought, you know, a strategy would be if you really don't like Doug Ford as you know, as a lot of people don't, then show off uh, some of the people that you have who are going to be there, you know, managing, who will be in cabinet, who will be your finance minister, who's going to be your education minister. You've got a lot of people. You've got you know, Vic Fedeli, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. has been a really strong finance critic. Don't forget, he was also excellent on the energy portfolio, and that is one tough, tough portfolio. I right. pity the person who gets to follow the the wind liberals on electricity. On well, the that, electricity that could front. actually be a,
0: that would be that would be an absolute nightmare. It would be a punishment to get that file. They do have a candidate though running against and who is expected to beat Kathleen Wynne, John Kieran, who could very well take over that file i mean it would be an absolute nightmare but he does know it inside out
2: yeah but you know do you, do you really want that? no it, it's probably the graveyard for politicians is the energy portfolio i can only think of it
0: as a poop sandwich served with an extra side <laughs> of you know diarrhea i it's the worst portfolio it's the worst possible file you could get
2: It's it's that file is such a mess right now that I just don't know how you dig them out. I don't know how you're going to dig Ontario out of the mess that uh, that's been created. Okay, so when you actually take a, a stand back, first of
0: all, let me ask, how do you think the debates went yesterday, last night?
2: Well, you know, I, ha- I hate to say it, but I think I, I think you have to hand it to Kathleen Wynne. Yeah. She did a very good job. She did what she needed to do. Uh, I thought um, I thought Andrea Horace was absolutely dreadful yeah. when she kept interrupting and you kept hearing her voice talking over everyone. She needed to look primarial. She needed to look likable. None of those. She, she did neither of those things. She just, you know, she just didn't. Not look good, I, I thought. I thought Ford had his moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, clearly this is not something he's done before. Don't forget that Wynne and and, and Horvath have done this many times before in, in previous elections and, and Ford hasn't. I thought he made a lot of sense on his daycare proposal. His daycare oh panel
0: totally he, made sense, yeah. He yeah, did have I, his moments, I thought, you know, but he's not a, a natural debater. But for me, with Horvath, you want to look strong. She did kind of And I hate to use the term, but she came off as bitchy with these little quips she would make. They were not strong. They were just mean.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think the thing you have to remember in these debates is, you know, this isn't people always tend to, the, you know, the all the political observers tend to judge these by the, mm-hmm. you know, the Harvard D- debating society rules. No, the person who wins, if you'll remember in the 1995 election, there was, a, you know, that debate there. Everyone gave it to Lynn McLeod, the liberal leader, Lynn McLeod. Everyone said she won because she had won under all the rules of had she done, had she answered this, had she answered that. It Turned out the polls, subsequent polls showed that Mike Harris is the one absolutely hands down because what he did, he completely ignored the other two people mm-hmm. and he just talked to the camera, got his message out. That was what it's about. But that is so- what debates
0: are today and that's what Doug Ford did. And I thought his best moments were when he was talking to those in the audience. That's when he connects.
2: That was what it was all about. And I, I thought he did that, you know, fairly effectively. Now, whether that, you know, whether, you know, the, the rules of 1995 still hold up in 2018, I don't know. Uh, but I think it, you should be cautious to judge, you know, by what you see on Twitter from, yeah. you know, all the, the pundits. You have to be careful uh, on, on how they're, they're judging the viewers' response.
0: Yeah. And interestingly, we've got some new Ipsos polling, which is starting to show that the PC do in fact have the uh, edge. And I suspect that polling would have been done a before the Hitler meme. That was not a good moment for for Andrea Horvath. That was a moment she could have shown real leadership. That is a moment where she could have unequivocally stood up to any radicalism in her party and said, let me make this clear. She did not. It wasn't till three days later at that debate where she said, well, let me tell you, I am against, you know, if you can't argue unequivocally about a guy like Hitler. Then you you are a lost cause, to, in my book.
2: Yeah, she did not come off looking like a leader in that. I think a lot of people are thinking that perhaps she's peaked too soon, mm-hmm. um, and that is kind of worrying because then you wonder if she has peaked too soon. If are people now going to look start looking at Kathleen? When again are they going to start to take another look? And you think, oh, you know, what is it, you know, just when you thought it was safe to go back <laughs> in the water, the, you know, the, the jaws comes back out and, uh, uh, and and grabs you back in. that, to me, is kind of worrying because, I mean, there's no doubt that, that the win did have a pretty good um, debate performance, I thought, and... You just, you know, you just worry if, if Horvath was so weak, did people view her as being so weak? Will they look and say, you know what, I, I just can't move there. I'm I'm going to go back to Win, Or are they absolutely decided that Win is completely out of it and, the, you know, move to Ford? I don't know. You know who this likes is- it
0: is Doug Ford because it'll split the vote. And that's what he needs right now. So there is there is a positive about it for one party. So. I got to wrap it there, Christina, but we'll check in with you again before the election. Thanks so much.
2: Okay, my pleasure, Alex.
0: Christina Blizzard, who probably knows more in politics than most people in this province, joins us tonight.